Hi, this is Dr. Rainy G, back again. I'm going to talk a little bit about vaccines. Uh, this is the Jab or Don't Jab podcast. A lot of people getting the jab and very excited about it. I don't understand their excitement about it, but I'm not here to judge their excitement about it. I want you to understand vaccines, though, how they've grown in popularity over the years. You know, back in 1962, I was 12. Um, we had to get the polio vaccine, the smallpox. I don't remember getting any other ones than that, but I guess there was a DTP vaccine that my parents didn't let me get or whatever. Three, three. In 1983, everybody uh, from two months up to five years got, let me see, five, 10, 11 vaccines. So we went from three to 11. It was DTP, OPV, um, you also still had to get the polio smallpox, so it's really 15, 12 or 15. 2019, you had to get the flu shot, the hep B shot. This was at two months during pregnancy and two months birth, two months, two months, two months. We're looking at 20, 30, 45, 55, 60, 60 plus vaccinations. And you're how old? <laughs> you're, you're still a baby, Okay. Uh, uh, not good. There's a whole bunch of stuff going on about these vaccines. And, and uh, I say to people, do the research yourself. Don't listen to anybody. Um, there's things going on that, that, that are experimental. And that's all this is. It's not a vaccine at all. They're experimenting with our DNA and artificial intelligence, by the way. And, and has been in the works for over a decade. But it had to be released right now as a biological warfare thing, this coronavirus. If you look up the coronavirus from years ago, it's called a cold. Coronavirus is a cold. So maybe the Wuhan library was messing with trying to fix the common cold. I doubt it. Um, because whenever scientists start messing with things like the Nazis used to, it's all experimental. You could say to themselves, yeah, well, let, if we can't even cure the common cold. Oh, but look what we can do to the common cold. We can do all kinds of things. We can actually change people's DNA using uh, uh, an MRA, mRNA, which is a, a, it's a mm, experimental gene therapy is basically what it is. It's synthetic. It's um, a spike protein. It's part of becomes part of our DNA, and over the course of time, depending on who you are and how your health is, etc., it can change who you are. Um, a synthetic code may be targeting chromosome eight on the DNA strand, which is the chromosome for empathy, intelligence, psychic abilities, and your soul connection for fertility. This is not an accident, people. There's things that we are being the lab rats for. And if you look at the, if you go ahead and do the research, um, you know, look up the, the different viruses from um, Pfizer, Johnson Johnson, and Moderna. They're all just a little bit different. Don't take J&J. Don't take the Johnson Johnson one. I looked up the ingredients to that and, and had to look up some of those ingredients and understand them. And I say, it's no wonder people are dying of heart attacks and strokes, et cetera, when they get this so-called vaccine, which is an experimental injection from, from Johnson & Johnson. Pfizer and Moderna are a little different. 
And uh, Moderna, of course, uses the mRNA, which is the synthetic um, spike protein for the DNA cluster. So <clears throat> the matrix, it's the matrix. Uh, you're, you're seeing the matrix in a biological warfare setting because that's what this is. We're at war. This is a spiritual war. It's, um, uh, it, it, it's a chemical war, a biochemical war, um, and a war for power from not just China. <laughs> this is all over the globe. This is a global um, new world order from the Bushes, from the Rothschilds, from uh, the Rockefellers, from all of the multi-multi-billion trillionaires out there who want to change what our world is. So I'm not getting it, and I'll say it right here, and they can try to come after me, etc. but to force someone to take an injection is tyranny, and um, they're going to have to come over my dead body, which is what they want anyway. But uh, you have a choice. You have a choice. You can get stabbed or not stabbed. But either way, do the research yourself. Don't be listening to what they're telling you. Every single one of those vaccines, if you look them up and read about it, it says this is not a vaccine. This is an experimental experiment. It's an experimental drug to see what it does to ward off whatever. And there are side effects. Um, there are lots of things that can happen to you because of it. And so you, you want to be a little careful about your excitement. I'm not excited about somebody jabbing me. Matter of fact, I don't even think I had the smallpox vaccination. I think I was... Oh, maybe seven or eight. I was in brownies and and in band, and I had to go out and um, right after I got the vaccination, I was out knocking on doors to sell calendars or something. I think it was calendars. And there was a Saint Bernard that was at this one house, and everybody said, "Don't worry about him. He's fine. He loves everybody." Blah blah blah. So I stick my arm out, the one with the smallpox vaccination on it, and I ring the doorbell, and the dog bites me, and he actually bites the scab of the vaccination off of my arm. Um, I don't know how much of the vaccine was in me or stayed in me, but I think he probably saved me from that. And uh, um, I didn't get any other ones until I had to, I was in the Marines. And when I was ready to get deployed, they shot me full of vaccines that, that are not on my medical records, by the way. Some of them have been expunged. They've been changed. They've been altered. Um, so I never, I'll, I'll never know what was in those those um, guns, those vaccine guns. But the military is often used as guinea pigs for experimental drugs, um, just like the black community is. And by the way, the black community is being prioritized. And if you, again, do the research, you'll find that um, black people, Asians, etc., that are non-white will actually actually be affected more negatively than white people in the end. That's not immediate. A lot of people dying immediately can be any color. But as time goes on, you're going to see these vaccines three months, six months down the road. Um, that's when you're going to see the side effects. Um, and they could be devastating side effects. And then, to make it even worse, they will probably say in six months you have to get another one because the other ones wore off. So get another one, but this time they might charge you for it. 
And, and you're going to be told, well, if you had the other two, you have to take this one or you'll have negative effects. So now you've got to pay for it. Ooh, they're doing some evil stuff out here. Um, I can't tell you. I'm not going to try to even pronounce all the, the ingredients in these vaccines. It's ridiculous. Um, uh, polyethylene propyl glycol, we all know what that is. But, I mean, there's just so much stuff in them. And, and they say, well, it's, if you look for the adverse effects, it's not too bad if you don't take too much. Um, if you don't have too much potassium in your body, then getting potassium sulfate in your body won't hurt you. What if you do? You don't even know. Most of these people line up in their cars. They haven't been checked for all of the things they could have that would give them um, an adverse reaction to these experimental drugs being injected into them. And so you have a death rate. And there, you can check the VARS, the, the uh, Vaccine Accidental Response, whatever it is, VARS.com, and look at all the people who have died from age six months, why, to, you know, 99 or above. Um, I'm, I just don't want to be a lab rat. And I would hope that people who are aware of what can happen in our world um, don't want to be lab rats either. And if you, they've got you so afraid of dying from COVID that you need this vaccination, then they've won already because they've won with fear. I don't believe in fear. I believe you overcome your fears as quickly as possible and you do it with love. And the first love that you have is for yourself. Second love is for your children. Um, well, the very first love is for God, but you, you know, God's within you. So you want to protect you and you want to protect your children because these are the loves of your life and you are the first love of your life. So because I love me, I won't let them jab me uh, with their experimental stuff. I don't want to be the rat in the cage. And then they look at me and say, oh, well, maybe we should change this a little bit because she stayed strong too long. You know, I was given all those vaccinations in the Marines and um, the very next day I couldn't walk. And they, they have never admitted it. I was uh, hospitalized, Balboa Naval Hospital. I had been an athlete prior to that. I could run like the wind. I was supposed to go to the Olympics. I was uh, voted most athletic in high school. <laughs> that had never happened before. And I joined the Marines. I'm strong as heck, and they give me vaccinations, and I'm paralyzed. Now, I did learn to walk again, but I, I had Native American grandmothers who um, helped bring me up because I was on my own after the age of 10. And I wrote to them and said, this is what my legs look like. This is what my back feels like. This is what I'm feeling. And they sent me some herbs and said to do this and teach yourself to walk again. And I did. So for 40 years plus, I after I got out of the Marines, I was good. Well, I had some pains here and there and I had problems, but, but I was pretty good. And then all of a sudden, it came back. Because these vaccines and these experimental drugs will sit in your spinal fluid for who knows how long. Um, maybe forever, but or until they're jarred loose. And so I had um, taken a couple falls. I was, you know, breaking down fences and stuff and taking a couple falls and hurt myself a little bit. And the next thing you know, I woke up and my legs were back the way they were when I was in the Marines. And so was my back. And that never changed. They swelled up. They had nodules on them. They, they all kinds of weird things that I couldn't walk. I was wheelchair bound. So I have um, graduated from the real wheelchair again. 
I still can't walk a lot. I can't walk long. I can stand for a few minutes. I can, you know, make the dog's food or cook breakfast. And then I have to, I have to go bend over my bed or get my legs elevated or whatever, because I'm in maximum pain and, um, and I, I just can't function anymore. And I was fine. I was fine. I was in perfect health when I went into the Marines. You know, I was. And uh, all it took was a little gun full of whatever drugs they have in those vaccinations. And my body said, no way. And, and froze me in my tracks. So don't be frozen in your tracks. Do the research that you need to do for these vaccines, if that's what you want to call them. On a couple other notes, something that's really ticking me off um, transgenders want transportation to women's prisons. And Joe Biden's out there today saying no amendment to the Constitution is absolute. If you haven't heard these two things and you're not reacting to them, if you have heard, you're already dead. I mean, give me a break. The, the, no amendment to the Constitution is absolute. It can be changed with an executive order. I don't think so. Um, and 261 transgender prisoners request transfer under California law, 255 of them to a woman's prison. This is what we're coming into. This is, uh, yeah. we're either going to be these really screwed up um, zombie-like people, which is coming, or we're going to turn into robots from the artificial intelligent crap that they're putting into vaccines. So <clears throat> pay attention, please. There's just so much going on, so much. And I know it gets tiring. I know it gets depressing. Don't get depressed. Don't get depressed. Wake up every morning. Look at that sky above you and the trees around you. Feel the air that you're breathing. Thank God that God is there because God's about all we have left. And I think that's in the plan. Find God because without God, we go nowhere. We don't do what we're supposed to do. And we end up being just an experiment. Please, if you are listening to this, and you can, give me a thumbs up. Do a positive thing because it helps the ratings. And I thought that sounds funny, but I'm not getting paid for this. It helps the ratings so that more people um, see the promotion for it. Uh, and then share it. Don't just, you know, do a smile or a, or a uh, whatever and a thumbs up and not share it. Because you've got 60 people in your life or 150 people in your life who've never heard of me, never heard of this podcast, and don't know anything but what they hear on CNN or MSNBC. Rachel Maddow and um, uh, uh, Michelle Obama have two of the most popular podcasts out there. And then there's NPR. NPR owns half of the other most popular podcasts. That means not only do they have the mainstream media, but they have all of these medias also that we use as individuals to try to tell the truth. So unless you help promote us, unless you give us the thumbs up and share so that we have a bigger audience, we never become the, one of the 50 most popular podcasts. They stay that way. So do what you can, please. I'm asking for your help. And uh, this is shorter tonight because I've, I've got to go, but I will try to be back tomorrow. We've got like six in a row so far, so we're doing good. I'll try to be back tomorrow. I want to talk about the gun laws and, um, and uh, actually the mental and emotional aspects of owning or not owning a gun. So this is Raina G. Thank you for listening. God bless America.